What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, and you are now listening to Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talk Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by my best friend, Ek to Fly, Eric Trambicki, and it's just the two of us once again. How are you, buddy? Just the two of us. I'm you doing pretty good. How you doing? Time. Just the, you and I. Oh, oh, man. I'm doing great, buddy. Uh, as always, subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. Check out our YouTube page with updated content weekly now. Um, let's let's take care of the uh, the sad stuff. You know, I'm not, you know I don't like the... Go talk about sad I don't like, stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't like sad <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't I, go with the yeah, topics. Yeah, I'm trying to be as fun and positive as possible. But uh, our condolences go out to the family of Shad Gaspard. Uh, you guys doing him WWE as that as well. So uh, condolences out to go to his family. I know, I know you don't have much time with him because you weren't watching her during the time. But such a sad yes. story to actually see. You know, going swimming with his son and. They find his son, and then he's not no he's no he's no, nowhere to be found. Then washes up on shore this morning. Definitely a tough pill to swallow. And once again, we're gonna throw twenty twenty in the tub because it's been completely trash. So, um, any thoughts on the loss of Shad? If you have any. So, so being a father, I mean, this you know, I'm a wrestling fan at the end of the day. So whether you're someone that you know worked for New York or didn't. Um, or you were there when I was a fan or wasn't a fan. I mean, it sucks because it's part of the wrestling family, but um, you got this guy who's, you know, clearly beloved by his wrestling brothers and sisters and obviously seems to be an amazing father. I mean, I just try to put myself in that same situation if I was out swimming in the ocean with my daughter and for some reason, you know, uh, the current was pulling us out and someone's trying to save the two of us and if someone had to be saved i'd have been making the same choice making sure my you know my offspring was the one being saved and uh, i'm I, I can't imagine what the kid's going through i can't imagine what his family and friends are going through uh it's very sad uh heartfelt condolences yeah definitely that's really that's like rough to take and like 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 the whole story of like you said the story of like the sacrifice like no no don't take me uh mom let 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 my son go take me instead and mm-hmm. that's def- that's definitely like a, a tough pill to swallow it really is like i i believe like for example when kobe passed away i believe they said they found Gigi in his arms i believe i'm not sure if that was just made up or whatever but yeah. stuff like that it's just like rough to take and like especially telling your kid like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay yeah you know that that's definitely a tough pill to swallow and i like it's not it's not the right thing to say so i hope this doesn't offend any listeners but it's like almost like a positive outlook on it is like it's awesome that his son survived because when Kobe passed, how many people said, "Oh, it sucks that his daughter went to." It's, it's such a shame his daughter passed. But like, you know, this pro wrestler passes, and you know, when he's passing or when he's getting pulled away, he's with his son, and you know, thank God his son does survive. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, our condolences go out to Shad and his family and loved ones. So we're gonna stick. Well, first, before we get into double or nothing, we're gonna start with. The Dark Side of the Ring, the Owen Hart episode. 
Um, this Keep was, the sad times going. <laughs> yeah, but this was a TV related. But um, so this was the first one I actually watched live. You know, I've watched this one and I watched most of the Ben Wall one. And I thought it was a good episode personally. Like, I think my expectations were higher than others because, for example, the Ben Wall episode. Since WWE, they talk about they don't talk about Ben Wall at all. A lot of people close. We, we don't. We we haven't heard a lot of people close to the situation until now. So the Benoit episode basically kind of was kind of like a Eddie Guerrero on dark side of the ring too, because they because that Benoit's death was connected to his sadness towards Eddie. And so the thing with Owen was like, especially for everybody being involved, we heard the same story. Everybody's story is the same, even though we all know it was a freak accident. It's just the fact that during this episode. You know, we heard basically the same things that almost everybody else said. It was, it was the big same guys repelled, that repelled Sting. It was, it was safe. And it was just a freak accident. And when it comes to a freak accident, you're not going to have like a bunch of different stories about it. But I, I didn't feel like I learned a lot. But I do think it was excellent. It was done really well. What are your thoughts on the episode? So I think it was done really well. I, I kind of agree with that. There, it's one of those sad, sad ones where, yeah, I, I, I don't, not to put words in your mouth, but I feel like when it ended, there's more I wanted from it, but I don't necessarily know exactly what I, I wanted. Um, this weekend, I listened to um, Talk is Jericho, where Jericho just had an episode with um, Owen's widow, and majority of what you get from that podcast is what I got in the show but with the show giving me a visual. Um, and I don't, it's such a hard thing to comment on. I mean, it, it, you know, you can clearly tell his children know little or don't care to know about his wrestling career and wish he was never attached to it because if he, if he wasn't, he, he may still be alive. Um, so I mean, some of that stuff's just so hard to 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 hear, and that's as a fan because he was so good, and it's one of those things that it's like so much hard to acknowledge how good he was because there's not a ceremony of him being inducted somewhere. There's only so so much that WWE can talk about it. There's only so much that WWE can replay it. So you can really dive into the archives on the network or DVDs, whether by WWE or not by WWE and re-binge on stuff that's 20 plus years old. If you're not watching that stuff that's over 20 years old, I mean, there's, it's hard to remember him, I guess is the right word. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was definitely sad. I mean, you get to that last like quarter of the show. I mean, when everyone just starts talking about him passing and, you know, the event, you know, maybe I'm brainwashed as being a WWE fan, but I kind of always kind of sympathize with Vince and everyone saying, well, Owen was such a professional. Like he would have wanted the show to go on. Like, I don't know how many, like who I've heard say that, <laughs> but I've heard that in a bunch of WWE docs. And then when you watch this and you, you know, you hear his wife talk about how, you know, they had to go out there and have matches and like they could feel the dent from where his body was, and there was blood on the canvas from him his fall. I mean, it's just nasty to hear. It's nasty to think about. It's uh, rough, rough times. Yeah, and I've never actually went back to watch that show, but it's not on the network, right? It's on the network. They just cut that part out. 
okay. it's there. It's over the edge of 99, so it's in May of 99. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I'm guessing if that's the case, they do address him being pa- like passing away during the show. I mean, they must mention that during the matches and commentary or something. Yeah, well, no WWE, I'm sure they cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Knowing them, but yeah, I've never sat down and watched that show. But I know, for example, like the guys closer situation, like Cornette, Jr. Russo, they all, they all said they all have the same story. As of course, it's gonna be the same story because it's a freak accident. But it's like the, even the next night on Raw, like Austin, I, I believe Austin, the guys, they didn't want to wrestle the next yeah. night. And Austin came out, took a swig of beer, left it, left it in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. But yeah, d- definitely a good episode. But uh, like as those as those big wrestling fans that we are, we kind of, you know, we just we just we want more, and like we always want to get as much yeah. information as we can. And um, it's good to see that he, after 21 years, he's gonna have merch for the first time on pro wrestling mm-hmm. teams right now. And I'm not sure if you heard Major WF Pod. Did you hear Major WF Pod last week when they interviewed the guys from Dark Side of the Ring? Two weeks ago, no, actually. I missed that one. Okay, so um, I believe that there. They're, they've been the the guys from Dark Side of the Ring. I believe they've been talked about a figure line possibly. So maybe we'll finally get an Owen Hart figure in that shape or form from a secondary. Does so that mean we get a Benoit figure from them? Oh, who, who knows? <laughs> but uh, who knows what's going what's going to come of that? But I'll be, mm. like I'm good. I'm happy to see that there's some Owen Hart merch. I haven't checked it all out yet, but uh, yeah, it's good to see. It's, I, go ahead. I yeah. There's a. I mean. I don't know who's designing it. I hope uh, Pro Wrestling Tees kind of takes the reins a little more with it. Um, I'm all for the Hart Foundation and, and the, uh, I'm sorry, the Owen Hart Foundation and Martha, you know, reaping the rewards from it. But I, I don't, I, the, the whole, every every shirt that has been designed for so far all has like the dark side of the ring logo. Like I feel like it could just kind of more focus on Owen. Yeah, that too. Because even like on the uh, the graphic, there's a dark side of the ring logo at the bottom of the That's screen. That's what I mean. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm I'm wondering like they told them on Major WF Pod about possible figures coming in. Like I think, I believe they told about New Jack specifically and and Owen, and maybe we'll get them for the first time in a long time. So AEW Double Nothing this Saturday from Florida <laughs> uh, in Jacksonville. So. We're going to start with what this most of this paper has been built around, especially during the tape shows. And that's the TNT Championship match. Cody's going to face Lance Archer with Mike Tyson, a war in the winner with the title. So, this, like I said, this was the focal point of all the tape episodes. Lance Archer made his debut on the March 11th episode of Dynamite alongside Jake Roberts as his client. Archer got finals. Archer got to the finals with wins over Cole Cabana and Dustin Rhodes. Cody with wins over Sean Spears and Darby Allen. And right from the beginning, the writer was on the wall that I was going to be these two in the finals. And it's finally got gotten personal, especially with the attack on Dustin Rhodes after their match and Jake laying a snake on Brandy. And oh, how, how bad was that? How like how awful was like him like on top of Brandy laying the snake? Um, uh, seen better, seen worse. No, it's, it's just like ill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. But, so but got, Jake does a good job playing it up. Yeah, I know he did. I was like, oh my god, that's so good. If he's doing that on purpose with that nice little pause he did. And uh he that was on the May sixth episode of Dynamite. And I believe Jake Roberts is still one of the best promos in wrestling. And what's been your whole He thought? proved that again tonight. Yes. That I missed because on my way over here, I missed that. But so 
Tell me about what he had, what he just said tonight, and then your thoughts on the build and who's winning on Saturday. So basically, him and Arn Anderson have a you know one on one, you know six feet social distance table <laughs> where they, you know, hype up the match, hype up um, the title, and Mike Tyson being in attendance, and also the fact that Arn and Jake, despite crossing paths so many times over the years, they've never locked horns. And they tease them potentially locking horns. They go back, hype the matchup. They go back to teasing locking horns. They uh, Arn tries to keep it professional. He then says, well, you know, Mike Tyson has free reigns to do whatever he wants. He could be an enforcer. He can get in the ring. He could be up in the rafters. He could be in the crowd. He could be in the backstage. So are you going to try anything, you know, when he's threatening um, Arn? He asked if Jake will have the same threat towards Mike Tyson. And he said, well, I already promised Lance Archer that he will get the first hit on Mike Tyson and he'll knock him out. I guarantee it. So he, again, continues hyping up his his client as a badass, which is doing a great job, hyping up the match, um, which I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, aside from, like, the universal title, I'm also trying to think of the last time where, like, you haven't seen a new belt until the day it debuts. So, um, I think they're doing a tremendous job with the the build up to this match. Who's winning? Cody. Yeah, because I didn't. Well, I'm glad you informed me about what happened tonight between these guys. I did see that there was going to be a sit down interview, and I couldn't find it anywhere before I, before we recorded. So I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because now that cements that I believe Cody is going to win because of Mike Tyson. I'm not sure if you see Mike Tyson's. Uh, Boxing videos oh, yeah. in the last couple of weeks, hyping himself up, saying I'm back, and I'm sure that he can't wait to get into action on Saturday uh, night. I mean, not to be like anti Lance Archer, I mean he's he's kind of growing on me, but I do think it'd be hilarious if if he almost gets buried by getting knocked knocked cold, right? You know, dropped right on his ass. It would kind of make the the event for me. Um, you know he's going to get physical. When when is he ever getting a wrestling ring and not drop someone? Yeah, definitely. I, I need him in a sleeveless uh, American Nightmare shirt. A black for it. a black one in black denim. And I need him to knock out. I need to knock him knock out Archer. And that's how it went. But yeah, I'm going with Cody. Just because I of, need I need him in a sleeveless black AEW shirt, and then right after he drops Archer, he rips it. And there's the Amer- there's the uh, Nightmare Family logo. Yeah. I, by the way, I'm glad uh, you brought that up real quick because that that made, that reminded me of something. One, we need a Mike Tyson elite figure, but we're not going to get that now. Um, but last week I didn't bring this up, and, I'm, and this goes hand in hand with it. So as you know, Sting got pulled from the uh, Legends line last week from WWE. Um, everybody from speculation, everybody saying that him and WWE, his WWE contract had expired, and the speculation is that he will eventually show up in AEW. You have any thoughts about that? Do we see Sting at Double or Nothing? Yeah, he's going to be the ninth man in the ladder match. I don't know. I want to no, see I, Steve Bourne climb a ladder. I, I, really, <laughs> I, I don't want to see him in, in a match at all. Um, I don't want to be too negative, but like, if he comes to AEW, he's got to be in that managerial role, similar to Jake and Arn, 
Uh, I don't necessarily see the point of him going there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think everything's kind of already been said in some format about what this potentially could be. I don't know. It's confusing. The only other thing I can think of similar to this is when Mick Foley refused to sign his Legends contract and his Hall of Fame Cactus Jack Elite got pulled, and he asked for the writing for certain characters to get better before he re-signs, and after he held out for a few months, the writing got better or more to his liking, and then he re-signed, and we got that figure months later. So, I mean, I can't imagine Sting's doing something similar to that, but I, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I have no idea either. Like, my when I first heard that, I thought maybe he might present the person with the TNT title because he's synonymous with TNT being the original WCW guy. But then it says Mike Tyson. I was like, uh, we'll see. But I have no idea what to expect. Like, I, I have no interest in seeing Sting in AEW. You know, it's of course it's cool. Mm-hmm. To see, it's a cool picture. You know. It'd be, it'd, yeah. be, it'd be cool to post on Instagram, but after that, like, what's going to lead to it? And that's not, like, what I'm really into anymore. Yeah. I look at it, I mean, it's similar to... When when was... It was... Uh... Yeah, the title debuted at Double or Nothing last year. It was, like, when Bret Hart showed the belt last year, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, similar to that. Yeah, that, that's what... Well, you're right. He can show the belt, but... When that knock Tyson presenting the belt off, but I, I, I don't know. But I have yeah. no interest in seeing Sting in AEW. And like, like, like. I mean, I've already kind of spoiled it for another match. But yeah, we 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 have an announced surprise in a match. So it's like, I, and again, I am a much more big fan of how AEW has been presenting these crowdless events, but. How many surprises do we need on one pay per view with no crowd? I mean, I'm cool with the one mystery um, contestant in the ladder match. I don't, I don't need to be getting, you know, Sting showing up or I don't know. I, I there's they, they can they can simmer it down with the surprises this weekend. Yeah, they can. Maybe they'll fool me. I mean, I'm just saying, Sting is not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not pulling the cart for me. Yeah, especially like like in the near future, maybe. But now, no, I don't really have any interest in seeing Sting in AEW at all. It's like I said, it's good for that one night. After that, let it go. Yeah, if it's and something I mean, if small I'm like correct, Brett, that's I don't fine. Think Brett, Brett Hart wasn't announced to be show. Uh, no, he was. No, no, I don't think so he like, was. Yeah, like the Bret Hart was a nice surprise last year. So I mean, like stuff like that is great for having a crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, for the AEW World Championship, which you just talked about, John Moxley's going to defend against Brody Lee. Uh, on the March 18th episode of Dynamite, Brody Lee, Brody Lee made his AEW debut as the leader of the Dark Order and was cutting some fun promos, which I, I did enjoy at the dinner table. Uh, nobody eats until Daddy eats. And uh, you're not the first old man out of touch, which I did appreciate. Uh, but before I go any further, what are your thoughts on like those small vignettes that Brody Lee had? Uh. They're, they've been great. I think everything he's done has been great. My, my little nitpick is the whole stealing of the belt because I feel like Luke Harper and Dean Ambrose <laughs> used to steal the IC title. So, I mean, this is just kind of a little too much of a 
walk down memory lane for me. Yeah, that's just something I, I just tried to forget because that was terrible. I remember that. That was it was so I, bad. I can't I can't help it from coming back. <laughs> it just it, it comes it comes to me. All right, during 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 the past month and some change, he gets wins over QT Marshall, Lee Johnson, Justin Law. Go ahead. Also, got to add, underrated guy in a suit fits his character, but he's just from what we knew of him for years, you would not think he'd be a guy killing a suit like that. Yeah. I mean, he fits this like. He fits his role really good. Yeah, or even owns a suit at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just, Looks like he owns more than one now. Yes, he, yes, he does. So, Burley, he got wins over QT Marshall, Lee Johnson, Justin Law, Marco Stunt, and Christopher Daniels. Moxley, during the taped episodes, he retained the world title against Jake Hager in an old holes bar match. And his feud got started on the May 6th Dynamite when Brody Lee and the Dark Order attacked Mox and SCU after Mox beats Kazarian, and then he steals the title and calls himself the self-proclaimed AEW champion. And then on May 13th episode of Dynamite, Lee defeats Christopher Daniels. Mott's come down and attacks him in the Dark Order and says he's going to bring a hailstorm of violence to Double or Nothing. And did I miss anything tonight? So tonight, um, 10 from the Dark Order uh, faces Moxley in the opening contest. And... Brody Lee and the rest of his disciples uh, decided to leave ringside after Moxley in a dominant match wins um, with the paradigm shift, his, his DDT, he gets the mic, he gets two chairs, he pulls off 10's elbow pad. He's like, I'm going to give you it to the count of 10 and you either come and save your favorite disciple or I'm going to break his arm. And, Brody Lee shows her on the camera and says, look, you don't, you, you don't make the calls. Um, this was just business, but you just made it personal. Everyone needs to learn to make sacrifices, and I'm making one now. Come on, guys, we're leaving. So he basically just says, All right, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving 10 for you to break his arm. So he breaks his arm. So, you know, Mox smacks one, one chair over the other chair wrapped around the elbow, goes, walks around the crowd, now, mind you, also another really good thing they did tonight, every time a heel came out, the wrestlers, the supporting cast, the superstars in attendance did A1 effort on booing the heels, and you got a solid noise reaction. It was not dead flat sound in the background. Um, heels were making their entrances. They were getting booed. Baby faces were coming out. They were getting cheered. Mox was getting claps. They were calling Brody Lee a thief for coming out with the belt. Um, <laughs> Mox had this small interaction with Sean Spears, who is, is, I swear, leaps and bounds better every week. Um, we'll get to something about Sean Spears that happens later on. I in the saw show, that. But I saw he, that. Uh, he, he's, he's good. He's good. Uh, yeah, I like him a lot. All right. So I'm, I, I do love that whole thing of him sacrificing. One of his disciples. I do love that. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's perfect. So who you got winning? Moxley. Um, he, he's got one defense on there, and I think he is a big part of the company. It. You know, he made that debut last year at Double or Nothing. Um, let's keep Double or Nothing being his event. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Moxley as well. I am because uh, I like what he's. I like what he's been doing, and I think I can, we can get. They can get more of this whole Brody Lee thing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see like if his disciples will play any type of role in this match, and that's what I'm really looking forward to the most out of this match. And I guess this is AEW's 
uh, money in the bank <laughs> going on here. Uh, so the stadium. Stamp- I'm not sure if I know what they're retrieving. <laughs> so the stadium stampede match at Inner Circle is going to face the Elite with Matt Hardy. So the ring's going to be at the 50 yard line. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So like I said, Matt Hardy, he's going to he's joining the Elite for this for this. Until tonight, Hangman hadn't been on Dynamite since March 11th. Uh, Nick since Revolution and Matt since the March 18th Dynamite and this goes back this feud goes back to the very first episode of Dynamite and then we had the canceled Blood and Guts match that's supposed to be on March 25th in Jersey and there's a lot of backstory here the most recent thing feud thing of this feud on the May 6th episode of Dynamite the Sex Gods defeated Matt Hardy and Kenny in a false cart anywhere street fight which I need that cart I need that double set of Matt and Kenny with the golf cart with Sammy Guevara I need that this it's all been real <laughs> I've, I've been enjoying everything with this feud um the night ended with a match between uh Sammy Guevara between Matt Hardy yeah, I saw that Matt Hardy goes over but Sammy Guevara and not I'm not anti him, but he lost in a strong losing fashion. Maybe a little too strong. Yeah, he he did. And then on the where am I at? You on the May 13th episode of Dynamite, Jericho challenges the Elite to a Stadium Stampede match. And I gotta tell you right now, Jericho versus Vanguard One, that might be like one of my feuds of the year. <laughs> like, 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 and then like the whole thing of like Jr. and Tony Schiavone saying, "Oh yeah, Jericho talks drone. He speaks drone." I, I loved all that, and like, and then he brought the the baseball bat. What he call it? Floyd. He brought the, he brought the baseball bat. It's like, I mean, like, I uh, have you thought about my offer to join the inner circle? Well, it's gone now. Meet Floyd, and they destroy uh, Vanguard One and Mary Hardy selling the loss of Vanguard One, like. It's like one of his kids or something. It was like, so- like only Matt could. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. I loved every second of it. Like Jericho on on a level with that uh, with the whole Vanguard one thing. And his commentary, I thought, in the taped episode was actually really good too. I, I agree with that 100. percent And then tonight we saw the return of the Young Bucks and uh, Heyman running from 100 yards. <laughs> to, to take down the inner circle, I thought it was great, and he st- there's still a beef in in between the elite and uh, that man. awkward rift once everything was over, and he just kind of breezed on away. Yeah, so that's still going on. So, who do you have winning the first ever stadium stampede match? Ah. <sighs> My my gut wants to tell me the elite because I feel like Matt Hardy doesn't need to be losing matches, but he's already been winning singles matches, and it's not really the elite. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the inner circle gets the win here. Yeah, because I'm gonna go with the elite. Because of the fact that, like, I'm still waiting for this Hangman heel turn or him to turn on the Elite. I'm still waiting on that. Because him and Kenny are still the tag team champions, too, by the way. It's easy to forget because Kenny hasn't been teaming with him. Yeah, but then, what? Like, why would the the heel turn happen and then they still got the strap? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm going to go with the Elite. Because at a certain point, he kind of, Hangman kind of has to be a team player dur- during the match. And. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see because even they were teasing on commentary. Like this guy ended up in the press box, 
you know, footballs count anywhere. So this, like, similar to the Money in the Bank ladder match, even though there's no pinfall victory in that match. A football stadium is a lot more fun. Like, you got the locker rooms, you got the concession stands, like we saw in the street fight. And like you said, the press boxes, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff that you actually see in this, in this match. And I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Elite, especially since they got the uh, Inner Circle got the, the victory in the street fight a couple weeks ago. All right. Makes and then, sense. And then we got some some quick hits here. MJF versus Jungle Boy. MJF promos were excellent while he was away at home. Yes. They were all I'm right. easily going to dive right in and say MJF <laughs> gets the win. There's no point for him to be losing any matches right now. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to MJF as well. Uh, women's World title, Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida. Who you got? I'm hoping Shida gets the win. I like her. Her, her ring work seems to be good. Um if Nyla Rose isn't involving a table, she's always put him just kind of boringly. So, <laughs> yeah. And one thing about the women's division, I don't due to situations there hasn't been a lot of focus on, especially the especially the women's title. But the thing I, I'm enjoying about it is the ranking system. For example, like the wins and losses do matter. So Akara Shida, she is the number one contender by her win loss record, and. That basically makes every match feel important. I know we we talk about that all the time, but mm-hmm. but th- that makes that makes sure that the goal is the title, and I I really can appreciate that. And I'm, I'm gonna hit you with another women's match here. One of my favorites at the time right now, Britt Baker DMD. Oh, I love her so much. Have you seen? Did you see that thing yet? They did in her doctor's office a couple weeks ago. Uh, I did. It was I so did. good. It, that was so good. So she's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, this whole I'm better than you thing is perfect for her. She's a and, role model. Yes, yeah, yeah, she is. And uh, she's going to take on Chris Statlander. Who are you going with? I'm going with Burr Baker. I feel like she needs it. Um, one, she's good. She's entertaining. Um, arguably the biggest name in the division. And we're talking about the win-loss record. I mean, I feel like she doesn't get as many wins as she should. So I feel like Orin... You know, the year anniversary of Double or Nothing, I think it's another good. It's a good time for her to get a nice win. Yeah, yeah, I agree that she does need to win, but I think I'm gonna go with Chris Statlander because I think Brandy's gonna get retribution for what Britt did to her a couple weeks ago when it came to Jake and uh, Archer. So I'm gonna go with Chris Statlander on that one because if unless I miss something, I don't. See, I don't think Brandy uh, confronted Britt, did she? She did not. Okay, and just announced tonight. Uh, per the SSN news channel, um, Sean Spears. So you were Sean Spears. <laughs> Sean Spears. I, like I said, I don't trust men with mohawks. But Sean Spears versus Dustin Rhodes. Who are you going with what? here? Man, I I know it's a vignette. You want to call that a promo? Man, he was good. He was excellent. That. He was excellent. He was so good. Uh, I'm going. I'm going with Spears. Spears needs a big win, and according to him, he, in the SSN segment, he's. This close to clinching being in the top five win records uh, for 2020. So uh, a strong win, and he needs to get back into the focal point in the singles division. Um, they were t- teasing him doing something with the tag division, but I'm sure that has to do with the pandemic. I think he could u- use a nice win here. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree too. And um, like I didn't even know that about his win-loss record because I, I feel a lot of his matches have been on AEW Dark. That that's that is where they're mostly happening, and that's where he wins. Okay, because because I remember I, I remember in the SSN segment that 
he was saying, like, I'm not even booked for this card. So, and I was interested to see if he was going to have a match because I thought him and M- I think him and MJF, they have great chemistry. I'm not sure if you saw them in a crowd a few weeks ago. Uh, yes, there are, I mean, the first episode, the first episode that they were doing with our fans, they were in there gambling in the crowd. And <laughs> I thought that was gold. One, because they should have been putting wrestlers in the crowd. Don't care what promotion it is. And I'm... I, you know, I attend Gamblers Anonymous, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going I'm, I'm to go with Sean Spears, too, on that one. And the casino ladder match, we have a mystery man versus Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Scott, Luchasaurus, Cabana, Kip Sabian, Ray Phoenix, Orange Cassidy. Who we got? Whoever the mystery guy is. See, that I'm interested to see who it is. It's not It's not Steve Borden, but... Uh, you, got any, you got any guesses? I don't. By, by mystery, I'm expecting somebody that we've never seen. Like I know we got, yeah. a, I know we got a Pac vignette. Yeah, like, so I kind of because of the vignette, I was kind of thinking maybe it'll be Pac. Um, man, it's um, yeah, it's difficult because when you when you look at the lineup. I'll pull that line up again. When you look at it, it's hard to tell. Like, hmm, who who could you see, whether it be Moxley or Brody Lee? Like, who do you think should be facing next for the title? Which kind of makes it difficult. Um, I guess in a way, like, Ray Phoenix kind of makes sense to me. But... I could see Scorpio Sky challenging for the title again. I know that was back, uh, you know, back when Jericho was the number one, when he was the champion. Um, Luchasaurus, I, I guess Darby Allen. Darby Allen or the mystery guy. It's hard to tell. Did they show Darby Allen with Taz tonight at all? No, but he did have a vignette. And I don't think Taz was in there. It was basically just to hype up the match. Okay. Because I, it was I, one of his like homemade vignettes, which are always good. Yeah, because everybody is so high on him. And then I noticed that there was some vignettes for Scorpio Sky the last few weeks, too. So, since they kind of had Darby Allen with this whole Taz thing, I think that's going to be the direction he goes in. Like, Taz kind of like coaching him to an extent. So, I'm going to go with Scorpio Sky. But, I, but when I think of Mystery Man, I'm thinking of somebody we've never seen, especially for a new company. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited for it, but I yeah I can't really figure out who is who's going to be. Nine people in a ladder match, too. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of cats. Yeah, I thought about it. I, I thought about it. Totally. They really doing a nine man ladder match. That's insane. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm not really sure it's going to turn out, but uh, it should be exciting. Yeah, definitely. I have no doubt this will probably be the one of the better ladder matches you see. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, and they did they did a classic, you know, build up uh, you know, after Orange Cassidy and Ray Phoenix had a match where they had a bunch of people doing some spots. Ray Phoenix took a nasty little spill. Um Cole Cabana did a acai moonsault and I'm sitting there, I'm looking like he was in street clothes and I'm like, geez, like he yeah, I figured his knees would be buckled up and like he may have had some thin elbow pad or knee pads on, I'm sorry. But um that that boy can you know for his size he 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 has some pretty good spots where he moves like someone you want to think is going to move the way he does. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So 
that's all for the AEW Double or Nothing. Oh, and uh, if you want to give a thought about this, it's number one contendership for the tag titles on the buy-ins, private parties, you want to check on the best friends. I have the best friends. Um, have you seen what the private party's been doing on Being the Elite? I have not. I haven't seen being, watched Being the Elite in so long. I'll tell you what, this week's episode I thought was terrible. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah, and I'm, come on, I'm one of the, the show's biggest fans. I usually always put it over, but this week was not good. But the past four or five weeks, Private Party segment has been my least favorite. It is just, I don't know. I, I can't really tell, I can't really tell what they're trying to be or do. Like, there are two guys hanging out in their back. They're kind of getting along. Are they drunk? Are they not drunk? Um, hangman is referred to as hangman pussy page um, and then they got like a friend who I guess they're at his house and he's working the door to the back yard and they kind of bully their friend I, I don't know it's just real weird like I can't tell what they are so I'm pulling for the best friends in this <laughs> alright well I haven't seen private party in a long time so I'm kind of pulling for private party they were, yeah they were in the crowd tonight yeah, I'm pulling for Private Party because I, I, I love watching them wrestle. So I'm going with Private Party. And that's it for the AWW Nothing card. Is there anything else you want to bring up for the world of wrestling? That's all I got. All right. So that was pretty quick and easy. So like I said, at the top of the show. Rate Just the way they like it. <laughs> rate, subscribe, and comment. And subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. For Act 2 Fly, Eric Trambicki, I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd. We will see you next time. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.